0: There be such a thing as a boring six points? Let's find out this week on the Owls AmeriCast, wins Wednesday Opinion with American Accent. I'm your host, Jeffrey Paternostro. Uh, I'm in suburban Utah now, where I will be for the foreseeable future. And I have thrown myself into the local drinking culture. Uh, There actually are some pretty good microbrewers around here. This is also a, a, a strong cider town as well. And I picked up a four pack of the desolation prickly pear hard cider from the mountain west cider company in salt lake city known for its whitewater rapids desolation canyon spans 83 remote miles of utah's green river infused with prickly pear desolation prickly pear hard cider boasts a subtle flavor with a citrusy finish as unique as the utah desert and every can you buy helps support the southern utah wilderness alliance uh it's pretty good uh i'm in i the altitude is not i did a little tester during the Sutherland game, had a couple beers and the altitude, it's, you know, it's like having it two and a half beers. It's fine. We'll make do helping me make do this week in South Carolina. It's our palmetto owl, Tommy Byrne. Tommy, what are you drinking?
1: Good evening. Uh, I'm drinking, uh, I, I'm sure that I'm butchering the name, but it's an Abunda Alba. It's a, uh, single malt Speyside scotch that I got for my birthday in February. And, uh, um, I'm having a nice uh, nice glass of scotch here.
0: Joining us as well, a man that knows his cider in Portland. It's Mike Laroon. Mike, what are you drinking?
2: No, of course I'm not drinking cider tonight. Um, I'm going for the antithesis of a nice summer drink. I'm having an Irish stout. Um, mm. This is Shitty's Left Peg from Away Days Brewing here in Portland. And um, it's really light. That's only 4.1%, but um, it's quite tasty. It's very smooth, but good.
0: Yeah, I should say that this cider is uh, six point nine, which means it cannot legally be served on tap in the state of Utah. It's be five yeah, percent. You're less. gonna learn.
2: You're gonna learn lots of rules, and I hope you share them with the podcast over the course of the year. I actually
0: <laughs> went to the liquor stores here are state run, like they are in uh, New Hampshire and some other places as well. And I was thinking, okay, state run liquor store usually is pretty decently priced. Selection should be okay, and eh, there's gonna be some lifestyle changes for me. It's fine. I'll make do. We'll. Uh, it's a little bit of a hodgepodge selection. So,
2: yeah. It's um it's weird. We're the same way. We have the liquor stores, which are literal liquor stores. We're mm. in most parts of the country called liquor store the corner store, the bodega. But yeah, we didn't realize how long it was before we realized that the grocery stores only had beer and wine. Mm. Um, and if you need cooking brandy or something, you got to go elsewhere.
0: Well, you've come here to listen to us review the MK Donson Sunderland game, cover some Wednesday news, and preview Charlton and. Peterborough. we'll start with our recaps in a word and we will start with the mk dons game and mike yours is eerie
2: eerie um and i think it's in a positive though uh, it, it felt like the type of game where we first of all mk dons weren't that great no they uh, were not I say that first of all uh, not 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 at all and as the preview alluded issue last week not at all the team that we saw last spring but um, yeah, this was the, the kind of game where I think we were lulled to sleep for a while and then as spectators, and then it felt like maybe they lulled uh, the Dons to sleep. and then you, But again, a year ago, this is a game that we maybe get the draw in stoppage time. We get a sloppy goal from them after we've, after, the, after Wednesday falls asleep out there. So um, I was equally... Uh, yeah, trying to pay attention, but on edge, feeling like the worst was still to come. And professionally, it didn't.
0: I will say that whatever the Pompey draw was for the neutral, this was the opposite of that. I should say that I didn't actually see this game because I was on i seventy or i eighty in Wyoming at the time. So my recap, in a word, is ideal. Uh, it was <laughs> it was a very it was a very stressful drive. It was. Uh, it was supposed to be the last day of my drive, but I hit some weather, so I ended up staying overnight in uh, Evanston. And it was just a very long drive at seven thousand feet on wind whipped planes in a fairly high profile vehicle, constantly getting passed by FedEx freight trucks on my left. So I didn't want. I didn't need any. I didn't need any tense moments in the Wednesday game. I didn't need to be stressing any more than than I was on the drive. And all in all, it was just a very very one nil win away to mk downs and you'll take it three I th- points
1: i'll tell you what that's that it, every time that it's one nil, that's stressful to me it's <laughs> because yeah. but nothing was, was
0: happening right so like i could I, I could half pay attention and not miss anything
1: well it, at the same time while nothing was happening you could also see at any point something <laughs> sure. might go absolutely wrong
0: my feed my feed would cut out for 3 minutes on the continental divide or something and then come back in and it would still be 1-0 so there
1: was
2: some interesting well, stuff in yeah in the first half um uh, you know Liam Palmer had some really nice crosses that deserved it was it was interesting i think my my big fear of this season was going without hutch and luongo and and what is that going to do to, to not just the defense as a whole but freeing up Barry bannon to play up front and he was really um even in the first few minutes he had a couple of slashes and trying to get in there and uh yeah he was really stubborn about staying up front which is great uh but yeah and liam palmer had some nice crosses that um deserved better reception but um we can't all be silas so, so. <laughs>
1: Well, it's funny that you said it was sloppy because that was my one word to describe the win was sloppy. Um, But I was encouraged because last year we would have given up that late equalizer. We would have given up a late equalizer and then an even later winner. I mean, it was uh, last year games like this. We didn't see out. It was the only times that we, that we put the game away was when we scored often and early. And other than that, it was nail biters all the way to the end. Uh, you know, uh, Peacock Ferrell saved us how many times last season? In uh, in extra at a time when he would just come up with an amazing save uh, and prevent that equalizer or winner that that we don't have to rely on the keeper <laughs> to well, have to S- do that.
0: Stockdale did have to make a few uh, a few big. He saves did, in that game. but
1: it wasn't it wasn't super late. That no. was. <laughs>
0: yeah um again this is a team that is going to be chasing promotion although you wouldn't know it from the crowd size for what i think was their home opener and you wouldn't know it from the atmosphere either uh and really you wouldn't know it from the performance so i guess we'll see how that plays out but you know this might be one of those games you look back like uh the nil-nil draw with wigan at the beginning of last season and it just doesn't ever come together for them but it, three points is three points and we might find our Subs at the end of the season and it end up being a vital three points. All you can do is uh, it's always good to get that first win and that first away win as well yep. under your belt. Given Wednesday's away form last year,
1: it did seem that we uh, had more people in the stands than they did. <laughs> quite quite a bit. <laughs> I was I was fairly shocked because I think it was their home opener, and I was uh, it was it was a little bit sad to see that uh, our our end was bouncing uh, most of the day. And uh, they, yeah, you didn't hear a peep out of their fans. It was, it was, it was a little sad. <laughs>
0: well, fair dues back to Hillsborough on a Wednesday night. Not the not the biggest crowd you'll see for a match there this year. It is round one of the the Carabao Cup and a rematch with Sunderland and a two 0 win. And my word is just tidy. It was again not the most exciting game in the world. There were long stretches of it that felt like a like a preseason friendly but you can look really up and down the squad and there was some squad rotation you obviously lee gregory came back in after missing the mk don's game on on two yellows and may have picked up a knock ben hennigan may have picked up a knock which you don't love to see i think those are going to be obviously two key players for the team this year but you know some you know liam palmer got a longer run out i thought he was excellent uh yeah and Dennis Adenarin, who I'm sure is going to be the sort of the central figure in this discussion, and rightfully so. You know, we, I think we forget because of his injury. I mean, he was dealing with an injury for large portions of last season before he had to have, I believe, season ending surgery. Early days last year, he really looked like he was going to be a force in that midfield, the kind of guy that can, I think, as I said on this show, Get the ball, you know, facing Wednesday's goal, turn, run at defenders, make defenders miss, draw fouls. And he, he showed pretty good shot and a pretty good cross for uh, major roles in both of Wednesday's two goals. And I look at it now, Mike, and, man, I don't know how you sort out the midfield three.
2: Oh. Yeah, we don't have to yet. No, um, <laughs> I I think that we do. Uh, yeah, I, I think Darren Moore's got a a, a nice problem to have because, um, and again, none of them are excellent. None of them are, are over the top. But yeah, there was each of them on their day is can win games for us. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you look at but I'm leaving. Like, it, I'm, at, I'm leaving Dennison.
0: Yeah. Sure. You look at someone like George Byers, who you know, second half of last season was pretty much. I would argue week in and week out, the first name on the team sheet, either him or Marvin Johnson. And he has not been bad so far in the first three games, but he's got you know, to be here in footsteps, right, for his place in the oh. squad between Indenoran and Deli Bashiru?
2: I was thinking about this. I don't want to say disappointing because it's only three games. But, yeah, i, I um... It's more like who are you, who are you dying to see get revved up again to, to yeah. mid season form? And is it Johnson? Is it is it, is it Marvin Johnson? Is he is he going to? Yeah, it's it's hard to say, but um, yeah, I, 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 I trust I trust George Byers will be will get back. Oh, into I'm the sure he will. And again,
0: not. he's being asked to play a little bit deeper with the loss of Masimo Luongo and you know Will Voss still making his way into the squad uh, more regularly. So yeah. Uh, it's. Got, I'm, I'm curious to see how it plays out. Obviously, it's a crowded fixture schedule. We have two games this week. Uh, we have another League Cup coming up, the Pizza Cup starting soon. So there will certainly be game time for all these midfielders. And it is Wednesday. Someone's going to pick up a knock along the way, probably. So these do have a way of sorting itself out. But, you know, it's nice. This is true of, the. I think, the back line, too, to an extent. Um, less so up front. But they're almost... Uh, Spoiled for choice at this point, Tommy.
1: Yeah, and I tell you what, it's uh, him, he's never man of the match, but you want to talk about a guy who just puts in a solid shift and never stops working? It's Liam Palmer. Yeah, you know that, that he is. It's I, I know he's a crowd favorite, but he's uh, you know I I frequently see him getting a lot of static online, which I think is garbage because uh, he's. I think he's the, the most unsung. I mean, and he's been around since, I mean, as long as Barry Bannon, if I'm not mistaken. Longer than that. I think, he's 20, longer than, uh, yeah, I think he's, 2013. Yeah, yeah. he's uh, the academy uh, kid, yeah. Oh, yeah, my, yeah.
0: Stuart Gray brought him. I think Stuart Gray brought him back in from loan. That's how long
1: ago As it was. such. Yeah. yeah. As such. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, he's and he's been a solid journeyman for us forever. It's wherever, wherever they tell him to play, he puts in a, he puts in a real shift. Uh, whether he's got to play left back, which he had to do some <laughs> last last year, he was uh, uh he's running a wing when he has to, and all he does is perform, and he should be the first one in the on the on the team sheet every week.
0: He gave uh, Sutherland fits down the down the right side, just absolutely.
1: I only got to watch the highlights, so it's uh, yeah. I didn't get to watch. I was I was working. My my new boss frowns on uh, me watching matches at work. <laughs> I was
0: fine. I was watching on my phone and doing socials at the same time in a <laughs> uh, in a bar in downtown Salt Lake City. Quite nice. <laughs> Apparently, it's co-owned by someone from Modern Family. I did not know that at the time when I was there. It's a good bar. Uh, difficult to find places that actually show ESPN Plus around here, so I just decided to. Go to a bar that I liked and put the game on my phone, and it worked out well. Uh, Mike, your word is refreshing.
2: Yeah, it was. Um, it's been a while since we've had multiple um, highlight-worthy goals, athletic goals, uh, <laughs> and I thought both of the. I thought both of these were um, were really good, and I think the first one, unfortunately, the highlight is only going to show. Uh, the actual shot, but there was a nice buildup to it. Yes, there was. Um, yeah. And it was a little bit chaotic uh, when he, when he got it, but actually the way he juked, uh, I can't think what the Sunderland defender was right there, but the way he juked him and backed up a step and, and released it, that was great. And then the, uh, the cross to Silasso to was just another one remarkable. So it was just yeah, not unlike what you said. It was just nice to see a solid game. Um, I never, never really felt like Sunderland was threatening. Couple athletic goals. Big asterisk. Um, Sunderland made eleven changes from the weekend, so well, I mean, Wednesday we did not
0: exactly play a you know their first team eleven either. But
2: you
1: know. I tell you what, that goal was reminiscent of Ross Wallace. That was Careful. that was Careful. a worldy. It was <laughs>
0: not even a stronger foot.
1: Yep, right. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, as I noted when I was doing socials, that uh, they completely and thoroughly outplayed Sunderland, and it would have been nice to be able to say that three months ago. But <laughs> I, I keep thinking back when the when the Mets lost the NLCS in in two thousand six to so the Cardinals after I think they won. Whoa! And-
1: keep the gloves up.
0: I think they won like 96 games that year. The Cardinals won like 83, but they lost in seven in the NLCS. the The next season, they opened on like Sunday Night Baseball against them and beat them. And it was like a very cold comfort. That's kind of what beating Sunderland in round one of the Carabao Cup yeah. sounds like. You know, get the get the honor of having Rochdale come to your also house. Also, as a next lifelong one.
1: Mets fan, it's the uh, uh, the only thing that we bring up is 1986. Yeah. <laughs> maybe that,
0: that might change this year, Tommy. We'll see. I don't want to so get wait, ahead of myself too much. Is
2: it now? Is it now three-two on
0: aggregate? <laughs> we will just keep a running tally. Yeah, that's fine. Yes. Yeah. The way the way this always works, we'll get them in the uh, FA Cup as well. That's usually how it goes. Tommy, what's your uh, one word for the Sunderland game?
1: Um, highlights because that's all I got to watch. <laughs> uh, <it's>, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, I did. I I tried well, to download was... the whole match, but I just didn't have time for it. It was. <laughs>
0: that's fine. You didn't. You did not need to watch all ninety minutes of this.
1: I, and I tell you what, the highlights that I saw, it was it was. Uh, it's, a good way it's Chaotic a good... but free flowing football. So it was it was it was nice to watch.
0: Free flowing is certainly I, it's like accidentally free flowing. I think exactly. Yeah.
1: Chaotic free flowing.
0: <laughs> All right. Those are the match reviews. We'll take a break. Come back. Cover some Wednesday news and preview the upcoming League One fixtures. Now it's time for some Wednesday news, and of course, being a Sheffield Wednesday podcast, we're all well familiar of how we kick off the Wednesday news section, and it's with injuries. Uh, I can confirm one will we'll be out for a bit, which is unfortunate—a a blow to Wednesday centre back depth. And the little bits I've seen of him in the first couple of games, I thought he looked you know, like a like a very useful uh, potential starter, really, uh, on that back line. And a recurring story from from the team that brought you Harley Dean has never missed a game before coming to Sheffield Wednesday. We have Michael Smith is always healthy, but he has also picked up a knock yep. and missed the Sunderland game. I don't know how uh, how long term this will be, but it's a Wednesday way. It is. We'll keep yeah, an eye I'm on obviously just... with Lee Gregory's injury as well. well. Have to keep an eye on the strikers. Uh, I thought actually thought Callum Patterson. An early nice shift against Sunderland, but as often happens with Callum Patterson from time to time, there was not a ton of end product there. So, you know, you know, Patterson and Windass are a perfectly fine, striking duo at this level, but maybe not the, the striking duo we were <laughs> promised <laughs> at the beginning of the season. We yeah. have been pro- yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> I would say we have been promised a round to Carabao Cup fixture, as we mentioned in the first half, it's Rochdale. Elite two side coming to Hillsborough, So, yeah, I'm not going to say this was a, certainly upsets, such as they are up and down the uh, round one of the League Cup. I guess you could put Wednesday over Sunderland in that. And the ESPN announcer kind of implied like it was this kind of big upset. I'm like, eh, they were kind of the same so, team last yeah. year. Like I know they got promoted. They didn't really make huge but it's we also did. Also a lot of changes. Yeah. We
1: did a. It, our our team is very different than it was last year. Yeah. So it it's and I think we've improved. So it's it shouldn't have been the underdog, the underdog yep. the a- <laughs>
0: underdog. The other news for the week is Wednesday have added two players under twenty ones. Uh, Luke Cook, who actually got into the squad and got his Wednesday debut,
2: and uh, did in- not get hurt. And did not get hurt <laughs> in the
0: Sutherland game. And uh, I'm probably going to pronounce this wrong. Adam Alimi Adetoro, who is oh, a AAA. central defender. Um, you know, both these interesting. Interesting to me, both these are non-league players. They're young non-league players. So that's not, I feel like, an area that Wednesday have scouted and recruited heavily in recent memory.
2: one of the things when i saw the name show up on whatsapp uh yesterday luke cook it's like you 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 immediately go to wiki or go to google it's like there's just nothing about this guy and you go to the wednesday page there's nothing about
0: him let me actually pull up uh what clubs they played for and we might end up on those clubs wikipedia page you know how this goes we don't have a ton of stuff to cover so this uh this might be where the show goes off the rails.
1: So we're about to find out about some non-league clubs. <laughs> it's like a good,
0: you know. I think part of the the purpose of this podcast is a bit of, you know, cross cross-cultural pollination. So let's learn about some more some more small English non-league sides. Always fun, assuming I can actually find the news article because I have to continue to click view more like 17 times to actually expand anything on the Wednesday website there we go, two sign for the owls under 21, so this actually happened a week ago so uh, Adatoro is from Athlone Town oh, that's right, he's Irish, he's from Athlone Town in Ireland, so he might have actually, I uh, might actually be like the Irish Premier League or whatever it is you know what, we're going to find out Let's let's find out a little bit about Athlone Town.
1: That's odd, because uh, I follow the Irish First Division. He might be Irish Second Division. <laughs>
0: uh, he's playing in the League of Ireland First Division, or was playing the League of Ireland First Division, which is the second level, yes, of the Republic of Ireland Football League system. It replaced the League of Ireland B Division, whatever that is. Uh yeah, so they're hey they have, they have played in the UEFA Cup. They played in seventy four. Uh, they finished second the league in seventy four and seventy five, which earned them place in the UEFA Cup. Their first round game was against Norwegian side Valaranga, who they beat. And their second round tie was against AC Milan, who they drew at home before losing at the San Siro
1: 3-0 and this was what year? it would have been the, I assume it would
0: have been the 75-76 UEFA Cup
1: yeah it was 4 yeah <laughs> these guys are powerhouse power they've, they've played in Europe
0: multiple times yeah they uh, they won the league in 81-82 and 82-83 uh, so they've played in Europe uh, more than Sheffield Wednesday have frankly yeah <laughs> uh yeah yeah four matches in the European Cup four matches in the UEFA Cup yeah they lost to uh, Milan something called KB I'm not going to try to pronounce that it's a Danish club I'll leave it at that <laughs> I'll leave it at KB and uh then in 83 84 in the European Cup they lost to the Standard Liège so they I mean they lost 11-4 on aggregate which is not great
1: so but they've but they've got a fairly decent pedigree
0: yeah I don't know anything else about uh Athlone Town. They're very bar- boring uh kits. It's just uh, black black shirts with white sleeves, black shorts, black socks. And then uh Luke Cook is let's see, are you gonna tell me where Luke Cook is? I've from got there?
2: something on Luke Cook, uh Infiltown and Mersh FC. There you're on the Ismian, yeah. Ismian league. Premier
0: Division. Enfield Town is a very boring sounding name. So let's look up Mersham FC. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. Mersham. Mersham FC.
1: While you look these up, here's the question mm. Do we want a deep run in the Cups or do we not? Uh, yeah, I, do we concentrate on the league? Because if we have deep runs in the Cups, we have a, a very kind of fixture because schedule. We're Sheffield fucking yeah. Wednesday, We always get hurt. It's. The way I see the EFL
2: Cup, there's no reward for making it to the quarters or the semis.
0: Right. It, you know, Sunday, there's nothing Sunday to when, it. And you're not going and to not be... Last year.
2: And, and Wednesday are not going to win it because they're not going to upset two of the Giants or three of the Giants of English football. So, but
1: Well, if you, you remember, know. the EFL Cup, what was it, in uh, 2019, we beat Arsenal? Well, it was probably it 14 15, or
2: 15, 15. 15, yeah. But, yeah, we got one. And... Yeah, I mean, they
0: got to the they got to the quarters of that when they lost to Stoke, right?
2: Yeah.
0: Um, so... And never really looked in that match.
2: It's just, I, I, yeah. I'm not I'm either, ever... The thing
0: is, if you want, the thing, so that's right. You, you either want to go out in the cup early or make it to Wembley, right? The actual idea of, like, a deep cup run itself is not necessarily appealing like look would it be nice no, if it's they a,
1: it's not worth the money
0: right would it be nice if they beat roach uh rochdale got our uh match in round three against i don't know just if is that definitely does everyone come in in round three or is it just a non-european side so i forget what the actual uh
2: well, right now the bottom half of the premier league are in
0: in for two so everyone comes in for three yeah um yeah. Yeah. and you'll get i don't know i'm trying to be somewhat realistic here spurs <laughs> and like beat spurs or something at hillsborough in round three that would be fun right yeah but i just you know i don't know well, i mean know that's that what it's... we did
1: against arsenal in in right, 2015 yeah. or whatever but that was
0: like it. that was there was some novelty to that because that had not happened in a long time um well that was, was also was the also same like year the, that we right, played
1: the, city twice in two so different cups it was cups. the year
0: it was the year out <laughs> But,
1: uh, oh, that's right. Yeah. So, and then. That's uh, a new year
0: scored first.
2: <laughs> and then the, the FL Cup winner gets, a, a, it gets European football, right? Because that's I another thing. You, that's, I believe that's it's now the. You,
0: uh, what is it? The Europa Conference League oh. or whatever?
2: Okay. That's the last thing <laughs> they, <laughs> they need to do. Just <laughs> <the Thursday laughs> to play now, in yeah. that tournament. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Unless it's a lot of money, you know, because you know, we, we could thing, use some money. Like to get <laughs> into
2: the money. No no but right there's no way you could navigate promotion and do all those group stage games in that tournament.
0: Again, I think we're probably putting the cart before the horse. a
2: little bit. <laughs> oh, come on.
1: Right. <laughs> You're exactly the problem, Jeff. Mm-hmm. Isn't it, isn't this the reason we do this? <laughs>
0: anyway, I will, I'll try to bring us back to the, the usual bring them all Bay, this podcast yeah let's re- talk
2: more about Isthmian League too. I gonna say, I'm going to read <laughs> off some honors from okay. Merstam FC um, that's why the people listen
0: <laughs> here I'm just going to give you the I'm going to give you the, uh, the cups they've won the Surrey Senior Cup in 2007-2008 2015-16 and 17-18 the Surrey Senior Charity Cup in 78-79 the East Surrey Charities Cup 78 79 80 The East Surrey Junior Cup in 1929 1930. The East Surrey, there's a lot of cups in Surrey apparently. The East Surrey Hospitals Charity Cup in 2004 2005. The Southern Combination Challenge Cup in 2006 2007. Shared, I don't know with who. Um, yeah, other than that, they did get to the first round of the FA Cup once in 2016 2017. I mean, to the quarterfinals of the FA Vase. In 2007 2008. Their record attendance is 1920 versus Oxford United in that said FA Cup first round. So that's, um, I I guess, that's a little bit of Merslem FC history with your Wednesday news, I guess, but that is also the Wednesday news. (laughs) We will move on. Uh, So the reason I actually did all that is because I had forgotten to load Jetson's document, so I was trying to. Kill time while i loaded the whatsapp doc (laughs) so yeah that that's what was going on there (laughs) but we will head to the weekend and charlton come to hillsborough uh like wednesday they are on four points after two matches they drew 2-2 at akron stanley who are they in their uh last match their last game or last games last year, they drew at the Ballet. They won two nil at Hillsborough uh, Wednesday. That is,
1: is Charlton.
0: It's Charl- Charlton. Charlton from Southeast London. They formed in 1905. Yep. Entered the Football League in 1921. Four periods. I, in,
1: in the well, top I tell flag. you what, Charlton just signed that kid from uh, Crystal.
0: You know, Tommy. Normally, we don't inter- interrupt. Who's ever doing the preview? Mostly oh, I'm because sorry. no, it's fine. Most <laughs> because I'm only half paying attention when Justin does like this, new so <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Uh, just let me get through this, and we can do whatever. My bad. <laughs> Four
1: periods in the top flight: 1936,
0: 1957, 1986, 1990, 98, 99, and 2000 to 2007. They won the FA Cup in 1947. Their last and I believe only trophy. Let's talk about the system. Uh, Manager's Ben Garner. considered an up-and-comer. Justin put a question mark. I don't know what that means. Short but successful stints at Bristol Rovers and Swindon. Uh, When when he was at Swindon, who were under a transfer embargo at the time, they led League Two in shots, goals, shots on target, possession, and passing. He learned under Mourinho, Venables, Holloway, Pardue, Pulis, and Warnock. That's a... that's the full range. That is the full range of football managers right there. <laughs> yeah, over how many years? Li- <laughs> he's only forty-two. That is. Uh, that's literally. Yeah, that's a lot that's, of learning. I would say. Yeah. You know, I mean, you learn at the f- feet of the greats like Jose Mourinho and Alan Pardew. Uh, according to Justin, he wants to be Pep or Klopp. He's a bunch of analytical articles online. They play four-three-three pressing. Counterattacking, possession based style, you know the drill. He says you can win at lower levels playing that style. We will see. Uh, Their front three to keep an eye on Blackett uh, Taylor will be explosive and direct with the ball. Kirk will be the sort of the, the fulcrum passing and trying to unlock the defense. And Stokely is looking to finish. Now, what were you saying, Tommy?
1: My apologies for interrupting. No, um it's fine. <laughs> it's, Charlton just signed that kid from Crystal, and he is a wonderkind. Uh, he was, he led uh, the U23 league in Prem two in goals scored. Um, he wants the ball all the time. He is always looking to shoot and dangerous every time that he gets it. Um, he is, uh, uh, he's 19 years old and he's, uh, he runs like the wind. I, and, and I, I meant to write his name down, but I know that I would butcher it because, uh, yeah, I'm
0: not even going to, uh, I'm not even going yeah. to try this one. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, I believe it's, uh, I'll, I'll give it a shot. I think it's Jess ruin rock. Sakai. But yeah, he was originally, he was originally in the youth system at Chelsea before joining crystal palace in 2019. Um, and really didn't, uh, He's actually on loan there, so yeah, he's a he's a winger. So I'm sure, I don't know if he's going to play up front. Uh, I assume probably in one of the, perhaps in one of the wing spots. I don't know if he's uh, he has not actually gotten into a game for Charlton yet. So I guess we'll see. Maybe he'll come off the bench. Something to keep an eye on for that game. I yeah, you know, I will say it's another one where I don't know exactly how they're going to line up, given the injuries up front and in the back line right now. You know, we don't know the status of, of Ben Hennigan or Lee Gregory for Saturday. But you'd like to think they have enough squad depth at this point to to get a result against Charlton at home. Again, this is another team that's going to be going to be pushing for promotion. So,
1: well, um. yeah, and it's uh, you look at you look at their squad and they got a, a, a few journeymen in there who know what they're doing and they've been in League One for a long time. They know how to play League One football. Um, they also have a bunch of young kids who are just hungry and trying to get that contract. So it's, I, Charlton, Charlton could be dangerous. It's, uh, they were one of the teams that we got promoted with last time out of League One into the championship. And, uh, we could see that again. They yeah, could been, be right on our tail.
0: They have been a bit of a, of a, since their relegation from the Premier League, a bit of a League One championship yo yo squad. So they're always a, a, a little dangerous at this level, I would think. Also dangerous at this level, uh, Peterborough United. Um, if you had asked me about Peterborough United, I'm like, oh, didn't we lose them to them on like a small ground on a Tuesday night last year? But in fact, they were in the championship and got relegated back to League 1 and are looking to head straight back up. Uh, six points from six, top of the table. Uh, already on a plus four goal difference beat Morecambe at home in their last match 3-0, and beat Plymouth yesterday in the EFL Cup 2-0 as well. Uh, they have not played Wednesday since the 2012-2013 championship season, where the team split the games. Home teams won both of them. Who are they? I think it's the first time we've, we've, we've done... I mean, obviously, they have not played since 2012-2013, and, and though, although it may feel like the podcast has been going on for that long, it has... In fact, not. So this is the first time we'll cover Peterborough. Uh, they are in Cambridgeshire. They are formed in 1934, joined the EFL in 1960, almost strictly a third-slash-fourth division squad. Unsurprisingly, they have a rivalry with Cambridge United. Their nickname is The Posh because of an early manager said he was looking for posh players for a posh club Oh, that can also be used derogatorily. Their manager is Grant McCann. It's his second stint there after much success with Doncaster and Hull. Ah, He wants to play 4-3-3 with possession, passing, etc. Can we just get like, can Tony Pulis get back in this league? Can we just talk about like 4-4-2, lump it up to the the big guy? I did note that uh, when I was, since I had the radio broadcast on the MK Don's game, uh, John Pearson, as he often does, was complaining about MK Don's desire to like, play it out from the back and talking about sort of like modern managers don't want to be seen as dinosaurs, so I want to play this possession-based style. Um, I don't know if that's actually true. I know that MK Don's were just generally bad. So, Anyway, he was stubborn early in his career, uh, willing to switch it up now. He plays a, played a, a 3-5-2 at halftime after going down 2-0 to Cheltenham. They end up winning 3-2. Uh, three at the back is good because it is a shaky centre back group, which is maybe something ones they can look to exploit even at London Road. Also, why is it called London Road if they play in Cambridgeshire? I no, I did not. I should have asked Justin that actually. If you know, shoot Justin us, would have found out. Shoot us a shoot us a link or something.
2: Don't you have miscellaneous street names that like point to the city that of said name? <laughs> Sorry, i'm I'm down the street from Vancouver Boulevard which points right to Vancouver Washington so yeah, all
0: right, let's, Come on. Uh,
2: London town I'm sure was, at one time was the, uh,
0: the London Road Stadium currently known as the Weston Home Stadium for sponsorship reasons uh, let's see why is it called the London roads is it literally just on London Road it is on London Road in Petersburg so it is one of those situations yeah. where you don't like uh, this is true I always like it would never be the street that it grew up. Like, I grew up in Wethersfield, Connecticut, and there was a Hartford Avenue in Wethersfield, Connecticut. And then when it really crossed awesome. over into Hartford, it became Wethersfield Avenue. Yeah, so it's one of those situations. So there you go. That is why it is called London Road Stadium. Um, uh, it's not actually called London Road Stadium. It's called the Weston Home Stadium for sponsorship purposes. He loves the tacking... Wingbacks, backs uh, Warden Burrows. So again, that's you know something to keep an eye on. Wednesday have certainly been vulnerable down the channels because their wing backs like to get forward as well. So there could be goals in this game. Uh, they press and counter fast and they like to shoot. So you know what? I'm it's early in the season. I'm relaxing with my, with my hard cider here in Utah. I'll take four points this week. I think. I feel like the Peterborough game. The team that was just relegated you know, off to a good start. If you can go there and get like a play a little tighter, like a 1-1 draw, score draw. I think I'd be happy with that.
1: I think Peterborough is going to be surprising. It's uh I think it's going to be a high-scoring affair. Mm. I think we're going to surprise all of our fans. It's Darren Moore is is starting to starting to dial everything in. I think it's going to be uh Sheva Wednesday 4 Peterborough 3.
0: Wednesday when we were in a 7 like I guess they scored. Or they scored six once last year. I think is that right? I don't remember uh,
1: the last time we scored six. <laughs> I There was one, one game we That's had
2: four.
0: Was We're it Cardiff or something? They, Cardiff they beat five. Uh, uh, that may have yeah. been two years ago. It was two years ago, the championship. Yeah.
2: But yeah, now last year, mid spring, we had we had a 4 0 halftime lead at one point.
0: Yeah. I wouldn't mind seven goals. Yeah. I something to do. I well know. I'll, I'll go do,
1: I'll, I'll go i no. I'll
0: probably be back at the beer bar in downtown Salt Lake watching it on my phone. So is someone not to do uh socials this time.
1: Have you have you not found a Wednesday bar there yet? I'm working on it. <laughs> As I said, it's difficult to find like
0: places that do ESPN plus. So
1: I tell you Where what, is... Salt Lake's a good a good football town though.
0: Yeah, I'm thinking about the
1: bar actually the bar I was at uh does the
0: this does does the same thing. Football Factory does where they do the bust of the game and give you beer on the... It's a slightly shorter drive. It's probably like 10 minutes instead of whatever it is to get over the bridge to the Meadowlands for Red Bull, but whatever. I can drink a lot of beer in 10 minutes if I have to. Same. (laughs) (laughs) We'll
1: get to... I see see six points. I think we're going to beat Charlton and... In like either a one nil or a two one, a very a very tight game where I'm going to be on the edge of my seat the whole time, uh, and then I think Peterborough is going to be just an end to end, just knockdown brawl fest, which is going to be a lot of fun to watch. We didn't really
0: talk about this in the reviews, which probably would have been the proper place for it, but after the Pompey game, I, I they've been a little tighter at the back. I thought really Sunderland never really bothered them. I thought both Palmer.
2: Yeah, I, I think it's the, I think it's the, I think it's Liam Palmer discipline factor back there. Cause we have, we have athletes, but yeah. not the Liam Palmer's not one, but yeah, he kind of anchors it and
1: gives a lot of good leadership back there.
0: I thought I, I thought a has been excellent every time I've seen him so far this year too. It's just a very, very sturdy, just again, tidy to use my word from the, from the review uh center back. And I, like Hennigan after you he went off it was a like for like. I thought Hennigan's been good back there as well. It's just sort of more of a, I mean I guess he's a little bit more of a of a towering uh, center of the center back three type figure. But
1: it's what we needed back there. We needed yeah. a big, tall, yeah. powerful, you know, guy in the middle who's gonna who's gonna shove people around and win headers and get people out of the box and and intimidate a forward. Uh you know, if if we have a if we're up against a fessy style forward, a guy who's going to tower over him and, and 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 you know scare him from trying to trying to get in the box,
0: I think that'll be test. I think between Charlton and you know the more attack minded Charlton team and a, and a Petersburg team that likes to use wing backs, we'll see if this is just a you know a, a couple game run or if there's something maybe more here defensively because they're going to need to. I think they're going to need to play a little tighter with the, you know, with Lee Gregory and Michael Smith' status a little, little unknown. Although we apparently just have midfielders that can shoot from thirty yards out and score. And very Bannon hasn't even gotten in on it yet, so that's the way they got to score. That's the way they got to score.
1: It's it's uh it's the ghost of Ross
0: Wallace. <laughs> I actually thought the you know the most Ross Wallace he goals for I thought was is first against Port. Uh, it's Portsmouth. He actually did cut in. I mean, cut in from the from the left, not the right. But it's the same kind of uh, the little skimmer above the ground was very reminiscent of his uh, his goal against Brighton. Tommy, do we have any other business?
1: I believe we do. I'm going to uh, formally announce that uh, Owls America is the OA away. It's going to be in Charleston in mm. 2023. Charleston, South Carolina. Um, I will be hosting. I just realized uh, tonight, uh, before I came up the pod, my wife said, this is uh, the first time that an American has hosted it. So I'm, I'm very proud to be the first American very good. to host Away Away in Charleston, South Carolina in 2023. It's going to be on April 1st. Uh, we are playing Lincoln. So, sure. uh, and we're going to be at home. Sure. So it's, it should be, uh, uh right we, around we the time s- where Wednesday is. We
0: said that against Wimbledon and nah, We did.
1: It's, it's, we also said it against Derby when we went yeah. to New Orleans, but we're not going to talk about that. Um, but yeah, so it's against Lincoln city. Uh, we're, uh, um, I've. Been working with several hotels, a couple of hotels in the area uh, to see if I can get some group rates. I've got a couple of uh, rooftop bars for Friday night. Um, For anybody who plans to make a destination of it, if they want to stay for the week, uh, my wife and I will be hosting a barbecue in our backyard. Uh, We're a bit out of downtown. But after the match, uh, we've got a couple of places on the beach that uh, are ready to host a bunch of rowdy Wednesday Wednesdayites uh, after, after a proper match. So, yeah, it's, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing everybody in Charleston on April 1st, 2023.
0: Good. I will also mention that uh, if you did order a shirt from Oliver New York, from our, from our charity drive, they are shipping, they are arriving. People in England are getting them before me. I'm not thrilled about it's that. Mine is apparently noticed, showing. Yeah,
2: up. I've been seeing that. Mine is are... showing up tomorrow,
0: yeah. so I have it on the USPS tracker. So I'm excited about that. But uh, yeah, absolutely, put them on. Send us a photo. Tag Owls Americas. Let's. Uh... We've already had people asking about another. You know where to get them. So if we get more interest drummed up, we'll definitely do. Uh... We'll try to do a second run. But that is, uh, that is the run for this podcast. And you have been listening to the episode. Uh, oh, I should say because Patty did remind me uh, in the WhatsApp group that meetups this week for Charlton will be in New York at the Football Factory and at Finn McCool's in New Orleans, although I assume Jamie is still carrying the OA flag around to every game. Now I can say, for real, you've been listening to episode 183 of the Owls of AmeriCast. Find us on the internet at owlsamericas.com. Email the show at owlsamericas at gmail.com. Find and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Owls Americas. Our podcast intro and bumpers, my fellow Wednesdays, Reverend and the Makers. The podcast is on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Podbean, and probably anywhere else you choose to download podcasts. There's no wrong way to listen to the show. Just do what feels right. And wherever you choose to consume The Owls of America, we ask that you rate and review the shows. Help more Wednesday nights find our ramblings. Tommy is on Twitter at Coach Tom Wed. Tommy, for people that have never been to Charleston, what's the one thing you need to do?
1: Oh, uh, if if you like history, then this is the place. Uh, if you like the beach, this is the place. Um. There's a reason we stayed here. There is a little something for everyone, but I highly recommend the free beer trolley that goes around to 12 different breweries. And it's uh, you get on the bus anywhere at any of these 12 breweries and you ride it for free to all 12 of them. And it stops every five minutes. So you can, uh, can have a good time with a whole bunch of friends on the beer trolley.
0: Mike is on Twitter at Cascadia Owls. Mike, I gotta say, it's like I'm not a big pear cider guy. It's a very good uh hard cider. So can you give us a give us a non apple based hard cider recommendation from your neck of the woods?
2: Oh so actually is it is it per fermented pears or I I don't know. Because a lot of times it's just they're still apples. It's still the, the core of it. It says infu- no it says
0: infused with prickly pear, so there I assume yeah. it is so. a apple pear blend. So there will be apples yeah. in there
2: somewhere. So, um, oh gosh, um, I like the, the the plum ciders I've had recently are very good. Um, they're not too sweet. So yeah, a plum and allspice cider oh, sounds a, good. A actually. non a really nice one. Yep.
0: that sounds good to me. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Jeff, at Jeff Paternostro. I know I said four points, but uh, six points would also sound pretty good to me. And we'll see you to hopefully cover two more Wednesday wins next week.